my daddy's show does contain foul language. So, if you're someone who is easily offended, a sissy boy, a Mary, a Karen, a lunatic libtard, a loser, a pansy waves, or the mask police, don't listen. This is old-fashioned American talk, having American conversation from Americans. Get some! Fucking moron! Here we go, here we go. Wink! Oh. Fucking ridiculous. This is a nothing. Wait, Wink, what are you Fucking moron! Stop! 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 How you doing out there, Knucklehead Nation? Welcome to Calderice Unleashed, the 40th episode of Calderice Unleashed. And it just so happens that my 40th episode coincides with our six-month anniversary of uh, COVID lockdown, or the 14 days to slow the spread. Remember, the 14 days to slow the spread that turned into six months worth of nightmare. I don't know. I'm not I'm not so much in a nightmare situation honestly. My my life hasn't changed one bit. You know, besides the fact that every once in a while somebody says, "Hey, you got to wear a mask." And I tell them no. Uh besides that, my life hasn't changed at all. I have I haven't let it. I mean, honestly, I have not let my 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 life change. But we have a fun show for you today. It's solo. It's a solo show. You know, I went for twosomes and threesomes and and sometimes I like it by myself, man, you know, and sometimes it happens like that. But we're going to be discussing a couple of different things. We second part of the show, we definitely discuss COVID at length and it's a it's a it's a different take. It's a fun take. And what I do is I go through my old Facebook posts. Okay, and I'm talking dating back to January with me, you know, looking this stuff up and and I want you guys seriously to think about it. when you're listening to that. The whole time I want you to think, who was right? Me or Dr. Fauci? Okay, uh, which, which one of us is right? I'm the world-renowned virologist, obviously. And this guy's an idiot, Mason, who's doing some type of bullshit podcast, you know, in his shit, okay? Yeah, I mean, that's who I am. I mean, honestly, that's who I am. But... Honestly, like, sit back, and I want you to think about the predictions, and I read verbatim what I wrote, and just, uh, you know, tell me your thoughts. That's the second part of the show. But the first part of the show, I really get into the uh, the NFL, the latest police shootings, and, and just how they all relate to each other and how ridiculous, you know, how ridiculous it all is on, on you know, what we choose to be outraged about and what we're not outraged about. And it's... uh. I don't know. It's a very weird time, especially it's a scary time if you're a cop, if you're a f- or if you're a family member of a cop, a wife of a cop, a husband of a cop. Uh, very interesting, very scary time. That that L.A. story. Um, if you haven't seen that, if you watch that, that should, you know, th- that that's what that's what needs to end. That stuff is what needs to end. But it's not. It's being sparked. It's being it's being fanned, and, and that type of hatred is 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 what's being fanned. But the show is really going to revolve around those. Um, you know, those two topics and it's a, it's a, you know, that's a, it's a long topic. COVID's a long topic, but, um, I'll try to bring it to you from a different spin. We have a lot of different, different perspectives, um, and a lot of different ways that, that I attack that, that virus. You're going to want, you're going to want to listen. 
And the last thing, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little reruns for you for my uh, for my fake commercials. So uh, some oldies but goodies are gonna be coming at you on this one. Some of the ones that I, that I I've been told that that people like the best and. Um, you know, I'll be, I, I always, I always bring up one or two, but I think the whole show is going to be put on there on obviously because it's already 12 o'clock at night and I don't know if my brain could think of a, of a fake commercial at this point. So I'm going to be a little lazy and I'm going to play you some reruns. Um, but I hope you enjoy the 40th edition of Calderice Unleashed onto our first outstanding sponsor. Okay. What's that? I have a, oh, read. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, here we go, guys. Today, our sponsor is coming at you by Bricks by Bruce. And Bricks by Bruce promises that his bricks will not break upon impact. Uh, definitely not. He says that his bricks will go flying right through any window, screen door, patio door. Um, the bigger bricks, the heavier ones, will go through sheetrock, walls, plywood. And uh, he actually has a metal penetrating brick that you cannot go to a riot without so please if you're going to throw some bricks please bricks by bruce make sure you get it done all right we're going to start the show off like this i want you to sit back and i want you to think who deserves money who deserves the millions and and you know the the ridiculous amounts of money being thrown at them and i get i'm, I'm a free market guy so i'm don't misconstrue what i'm saying I'm not saying police officers deserve millions, okay? But I want to put something in perspective. We had a bunch of we had a bunch of sissy overpriced just uh, I can't even explain how disgusted I am with the with football in general and and their players. I can't even tell you. But we have those players kneeling and doing that which we're going to get to. But I want to start it off with this. How many officers need to die now? I mean, how many officers need to, need to get killed before this lunacy stops? Every single day I'm reading about officers getting killed and officers getting killed. And it's, it's literally like every other day at this point where I'm seeing officers just being executed. And this, these late, this latest one is the one I was just referring to. The two L.A. guys, did you hear about this story? If you haven't heard about this story, you have, to, you have to look into it. Here you had a guy just run up to a cop car and unload his weapon into this cop car with two cops sitting in, sitting in there and then sprint running away. Okay? The crazy part about this entire story, it will, I'm going to start it off with this. If you're a cop and you're listening, roll up your fucking windows. Roll, don't ever have them down ever in your life. Ever. Okay? If you're sitting there and you're not doing anything, have them rolled up. Okay? Just just my, my thoughts on that. Okay? And I don't know if they stop bullets, but, uh, you know, maybe, hopefully, they, you, got, you got something. But I, I, don't, I don't know. But anyway, this guy unloads on these officers, right? The officer... The one woman, she's a 31-year-old mother, she wears a bullet in the face, okay? They have enough wherewithal. The other officer, sorry, was a male, 24-year-old. He got shot in the head twice in the arm. The female got shot in her, in, her, in her face and in her arm. I think both of her arms got hit. 
Okay, they had enough wear enough wherewithal. She they got out of the car. They took a defensive position, and then she was starting to, to give him medical care. Gushing blood. You had to see. You have to. You have to see these pictures. Gushing blood out of her face. It, it, like, and this is the. This happened, right? What day was this when this all came out? This happened. I don't know. Before before Friday. Or before before Sunday. Sorry, before the weekend. Right. Did any NFL team kneel? Or have cleats that that were honor that honoring those those LA LA officers. No, you know what actually did happen, which I, I'm struggling to believe that people are actually even this this disgusting. Okay, the apparently you had Black Lives Matter supporters blocking blocking the ambulance from getting to the hospital with the with the cops and they were out there saying let them die they deserve it and basically screaming at the cops and and wishing death on the cops and saying that they should they should let they should let those cops die they get what they deserve one city council member in LA when this happened said the chickens are coming home to roost and everyone keeps saying that Trump's inciting violence. I, the only violence I see is coming from one side. That's the only virus violence I see. It's coming from one side. And I'll tell you who's creating it. The media's creating it. They're doing a great job of, of, of creating a lot of chaos and a lot of lunacy. A lot of lunacy. And you have to be able to see through the lunacy. But a lot of people can't. Right? How disgusting is that? If that's true. You know, I mean, it obviously is true. Put it that way. It's obviously true. But who's behind it? Who knows? You know, are there crazy right wing groups out there that that will send people to hospitals dressed as Black Lives Matter? How difficult is that? Right. I, you don't know if they're playing fire, you know, using fire. Or what's it? What's it? Fighting fire with fire. You don't know if they're doing that. Maybe that's the way they're looking at it. I don't know. Paint that paint Black Lives Matter in the worst possible light as you possibly can. You think that's that's a possibility, or do you think they just are really that big of scumbags? I mean, I'm I really think that that organization and pockets of it are really that big of scumbags. I lean to the second. I just tossed the first one out there just for a different thought. But I don't know, man. I'm really getting sick and tired of reading about these cops being shot, reading about these cops being executed. Once again, how many cops, how many more cops need to die? How many more? It's unbelievable. And then you know what the best part about it is? The LA, the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, they offered a $100,000 reward. A $100,000 reward to get this guy. Okay? For any for anybody who knew any, any information about it, they offered a $100,000 reward, but then this guy takes it a step further. So I'm trying to find his name right now. This awesome L.A. Sheriff, right? Let's see what his name is. L.A. Sheriff Alex Villanueva. Villanueva. Okay, I think I said that correctly. He challenged LeBron James to match the $100,000 reward offer. Challenged him 
to match that reward for information leading to anything, any death of the, or the death of his the, or the, the shooting of those sheriff's officers. They didn't die. Sorry. They're they're right now in critical condition, that, but they think both of them are going to live. Thank God. It's unbelievable. But I don't know, man. You think he's going to get you think he's going to do it? You think he'll do it? I mean, if he doesn't, it says a lot about him, doesn't it? Right? What does that say? What does it say about that pile of, that pile of garbage? He should be able to throw down a hundred thousand. Every everyone should have. Everyone should have the the same amount of outrage at this that they did with George Floyd. Because isn't this isn't this even more outrageous? Honestly, what happened with George Floyd? You had a you had a guy on heroin. Die. Some cops did some bad things. Yes, but I mean, it wasn't like they literally just executed him. It, they did not execute him. Which which sports star is gonna is gonna kneel for them? You know, you had Drew Brees. He came out and he said some he said some strong things about the anthem and how he he can't see stand. You know, he can't see kneeling for it and blah blah blah. And next thing you know, he has Jacob Blake tattooed or, or pasted over or over the top of his helmet. Jacob Blake, a rapist. The guy was an unbelievable criminal, a criminal. And you have him, he puts him on his helmet. Is he going to put one of these officers on their helmet? Those officers actually did something. That one woman got shot in the face and was given aid to her partner. He got taken off of, taken off the damn, the, the, the damn court with, with cramps. Little punk ass, he couldn't even get some Gatorade in him. He couldn't even drink no damn Gatorade. It's like Odell Beckham. He gets hurt. He has cramps every other day because he can't drink water. This woman got shot in the face and was in a defensive position giving aid to her friggin' to her partner. But he won't match it. None of these, none of these these bullshit athletes will put will put their names on the on their on their uh, on their cleats, would they? No, but you know what you do here? You know what you do see? No justice, no peace. I saw those cleats on, on, on a, a picture or something. I didn't watch a down of football. Not a down. We're going to get into that in a second. But I didn't watch a down of football. But the no justice, no peace is hysterical to me. It's great. I love it. You know, it's funny when you have, when they call them peaceful protesters. They call them peaceful protesters. And in the background... Even as CNN and all these other liberal, crazy, you know, crazy liberal stations are trying to report this, calling it peaceful protests, in the back they're going, no justice, no peace. They're chanting it in the background. No justice, no peace. They have it, they allowed no justice, no peace on cleats. They, if you remember, they fined people a couple years back for 9-11 memorials on cleats. You remember that? You remember that? It's unbelievable, guys. It's unbelievable. You have no justice, no peace, but they're peaceful protesters. And it's, I mean, they're saying they're not peaceful in, in the statement. No justice, no peace. They're saying you are not going to have peace. We are not peaceful. 
How are you a peaceful protester if you're chanting you're not peaceful? It is, we have, we have gotten, like, my brain is, is, has, has literally gone crazy with all of this maniac, like, bipolar, the, every, the whole world has gone bipolar. Can you at least pick a fucking pole? Pick one. If you're going to go full crazy, then go with the crazy pole. Or go with the depressed one. Hell, can we land in the middle? Please, for the love of God, but pick a fucking pole already. Because I'm tired of the bipolar lunatic hypocrisy everywhere I stare. Everywhere I stare. It's hypocrisy. And look, you have, you have, how many of these Democrats have actually came out for or, or, or against these shootings? How many of them? Not, and, and when I say how many of them have come out, a lot of them may have put out a tweet. You know, like like Biden came out and put out a tweet and said, you know, oh, this this stuff, any of this is wrong and it must stop and it must blah, blah, blah. Putting out a tweet and then going on a crusade like they do for the other things are two totally different things. Okay? So when I say how many of these guys have gone on a crusade for these for these two for these two police officers or police officers in general that have been getting massacred now for six months. It's unbelievable. But what does Biden say? Biden goes on to say, we have to have gun control in America. Assault weapons need to be banned and high capacity magazines need to be banned. So this guy shot these cops with probably an illegal gun that any gun law you pass is not going to have a damn influence on that guy's gun or who he's shooting or what he's doing with it. But his, he comes out and condemns it in one tweet, and then in the next tweet, boom. You got, you got gun laws coming out. Yep, because your gun laws is what's going to work. J- Joe, Joe had one law. It was the 94 crime bill, and it's the one that all the black people that are supposedly voting for him in the streets of Black Lives Matter, it's what they cry about. Again, hypocrite maniac stuff that is going on right now. But I'm going to get to football. Because I'm being serious. I did not watch a second of it. Actually, no, I just lied to you. I did watch one series of downs. You know why? Because I was playing and I got into some fantasy football and out of sheer morbid curiosity, I wanted to see Tom Brady suck so I started seeing that he threw a pick six and had another interception he had two interceptions early so I tuned into one of his drives just to see how horrible it looked and then I I, it all disgusted me so I turned it off but besides that I had zero contact with football matter of fact I've been doing this show during Monday night football and the Giants are playing and it's my team the Giants are my team Right? Or we're my team. Who knows how many Giants kneeled. But our automatically ratings are way down. Are we trying... Like, I don't understand the idea of alienating any percentage of your customer base. Whether it's 10%, 15%. Especially when you're trying to maximize your customer base. Right? If you're, if you're a company that 
you have a limited customer base, so you're not, you know, you don't care about offending a lot of people like me, right? I don't have a huge customer base. I don't need a whole lot of jobs, right? The way I do work. I don't need a whole lot. I make my money the way I want to make my money. And I live a stress, I try to live a stress-free life, right? But why would you want to alienate any of your customers? It doesn't make any rational sense to me, but yet they did. Yet they came out. And you had people like the Baltimore Ravens that did something where huh, this is what I, I can't even I can't even wrap my head around this. This is why like you just heard me like stutter and stammer and and do all that. They stood arm in arm and listened to the Black National Anthem. They're calling it the Black National Anthem. Everybody calls it the Black National Anthem. Can you even just just pause for a second? Just stop and and try to try to let that absorb into into your brain cells. Let your brain cells all the neurons that are firing in that brain right now let the, let it see if it could sink into those things and just just think about just think about that for a second, okay? You heard it correctly, the black national anthem. So, you know, I always go back to this. Are we trying to segregate ourselves again? I don't understand what putting the black before something, Black Lives Matter, the Black National Anthem, you know, I don't understand how putting that before that helps race relations. You, they, they sat there and said, uh, you know, I saw J.J. Watts sit there and say, well, we were locked arm in arm in unity and the, and the, and the crowd still booed. You know why? It's because they don't want to see this shit. Play you guys, literally. You're you're giant. Just you're you're like zoo animals. You don't realize it. You're zoo animals, right? I want to watch the elephant walk around, and take giant shits. I want to watch the giraffe stick his head, you know, in, in into places where it's unbelievable and eat eat stuff out of people's hands. Right? I want to watch the lion just lay around all day and the tiger lay around all day. It was great back when we had Six Flags when they had the monkeys. The monkeys would jump on people's cars and wreck their cars and shit. Right? That's what I want to see there. And what I want to see at football is you guys playing football. That's clearly what the crowd wants to see. The crowd does not want to see any displays of, of politics. And that's what it is. Even when you're standing there thinking you're doing something like a unity, it's, it's bullshit. We know what it's about. Just play the game. And, and for the people that are, that are standing for the, for the black national anthem and then kneeling for the real national anthem while you're making millions of dollars, it, how, at what point are, are people going are, are to stop giving them your attention? Honestly, they—they are—they're—they're are telling you that your country sucks. That's what they're doing. They're telling you your country sucks, to your face, and you're allowing it to happen. At what point are you gonna? Are you? At what point are you gonna stop letting people shit on America? And and you have to do it with your with your with your eyes. You have to do it with your money. Honestly, that's what has to happen. Because I'm getting, I'm getting tired of these athletes shitting on this country. 
and being pushed into shitting on this country just like Drew Brees was. All of this is not helping. This is not helping whatsoever. I did something the other day. I saw I saw something the other day where it was talking about um, how people viewed race relations before Obama and after Obama. You know, before Obama, it was generally good. After Obama, it was it was way it was generally way bad. Right? I don't I don't get how everything we're doing the last ten years. It seems like things are intentionally being done to make people hate each other for skin color. They're drumming up racist, racism again. They're drumming it all up. And it's perceived. Because the regular people, we don't give a shit about what color you are. I, I, would, I, would, I would venture to bet that 95% of all Americans don't give a damn what color you are. Just, just don't be a jerk off. Is that so difficult? Is that so difficult? Don't be a scumbag. And majority of Americans, we don't care about you. I'm not going to take a second thought about you. I don't. I have enough going on in my life to give a shit what you are doing. You understand me? I don't care. Do whatever you got to do. But the problem is, too many people give a shit about stuff that they, that has nothing to do with them. But at least there's 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 a bright there's a bright side to the to the NFL. You know the Browns quarterback, who was so vocal about kneeling, now changes his mind on kneeling during the national anthem, and it says it just creates more division. He's finally using his head. I've been saying it creates more division for a long time now. That's all it does. Nothing for nothing. If you feel the need, and I say this all the time. If you feel the need to specify a certain color on anything, you are the racist. You are the racist. If you have to put black in front of anything, you are the racist. It's, it's, that's, that's, it's very simple. That's what happens. I don't look at you as a color. I, have, I don't care. I look at you as a, as a decent person or not. And yeah, nothing for nothing. Maybe I do look at color. I see if you're Italian or Irish or black or whatever it is. And I do judge you based on your appearance and your color. Right? Nothing for nothing. If you're a, real, if you're a white kid with a skinned ass head and tattoos all over them and shit. And you look you look like, you know, a little skinhead jerk off. That's how I'm going to judge you. I mean, I definitely judge people. So, I mean, what are you going to do? I judge people, and I'm definitely judging the NFL, and I'm definitely judging their players, and I'm definitely judging people like Drew Brees, and hey, uh, it's 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 what I'm going to do because I, I'm not going to sit there and let these people, you know, let these people bitch about it. The, the greatest country where they're making millions and millions and millions of dollars in the greatest country that that you know certainly I've ever experienced. And I'm going to tell you something: I haven't been to a, many. I haven't been to a lot of countries. Right, matter of fact, the only what have I been? Mexico, that's about it. Cancun, right? But I could judge people, or I could judge countries by the type of people I see. You know what I'm saying? So, like when I, for example, when you're in Disneyland, Disneyland has got a whole bunch, a whole bunch of variety of foreigners. Okay, and you 
you see who the foreigners are. You see which ones respect personal space. You see which which societies don't respect personal space. You see which societies smell just horrific. Which ones wear tiny little little thong bikinis because some societies do. And and Disneyland is really the mixing pot of the world when it comes to that. So I could get a great idea of the world just by walking around Disney and looking at people and observing people. And people, I mean, people around the world are really, really shockingly disgusting. And if there's one thing I'm going to end this with is humans are a major problem. A major problem. Everything on this planet will be solved when jerk-off humans stop existing. But the problem is, you know, you can't make them not exist. I mean, there's always going to be jerk-off humans. And, you know, the term jerk-off is very subjective. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know, just try to bring light to it. I'll tell you one thing I won't be doing is I I don't reward jerk-offs. That's for sure. I do not reward people being jerk-offs. And I I will not reward anybody doing it. Not not pros, not NFL, not politicians, not not Major League Baseball. I have not watched one Yankee game. I will not watch watch football until they get back to doing what they're supposed to do, which is play the damn game. All right, and I'm going to end this segment on this. If you honestly feel in any way, shape, or form that cops deserve to get shot, please do me a favor, never listen to me again. Okay, just never listen to me again because we're you're not my type of human being. All right, nobody deserves to get shot. Nobody deserves to, to innocently die from the hands of police, but it happens very, 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 very rarely, especially ratio-wise. It is unbelievably rare to get killed by a cop. But I'll tell you what is happening. It's increasingly, the percentages are going up dramatically on cops being killed. So we have, we have got to put an end to this hate, this hate the cop rhetoric. That's one thing I hope we go, we could all agree on that that needs to come to an end. But on to our, uh, I think it's our second awesome sponsor. Yeah, how you doing out there? This is your friend Kirk Lazarus coming out to push the Colt 45 Maltouf cocktail. Are you tired of trying to start up fires with just a lighter and paper towel? If you ride, and how you going to start fires like that? You can't start fires with no paper towel. You need the Colt 45 Maltoff cocktail guaranteed to light that building the fuck up with one toss. One toss. Colt 45 Maltoff cocktails. Later. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of COVID-2. No pills gonna kill my ears. I got a bad case of COVID too. And we're back. All right, guys, we have a we have reached a a milestone in this COVID thing. So we're gonna discuss. It. We're gonna have some fun with it today. And we have reached six months, whether you know it or not. But we are at the six months mark. Six month mark. Of 14 days to, sl- uh, to slow the spread. 14 days to slow the spread. We were asked that way back when, and I can't even remember how long ago. But you know what? This is what we're going to do. 
we're going to go through a little little timeline of COVID, but we're going to put a little spin on it. We're not just going to do the, the, you know, the normal timeline that everybody else would do. No, 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 no. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back through my Facebook page. And if any of you guys follow my Facebook page, I pretty much tracked COVID and I made a whole bunch of predictions that we're going to kind of go through. And we're going to just see if my predictions held up, see how much of a moron I am, see if, you know, this moron Mason, as people were calling me back then, did I guess it better than Fauci's and the CDC's from Jump Street? From Jump. I'm going to read you some of these things. And we're going to go through my COVID timeline. So let's jump right into it. Um, it starts really, I guess, with the first case, right? And that wasn't on my timeline. But the first case was January 20th, right? First case in America, January 20th. I just tell you that for, you know, somewhat, some little, little bit of perspective. So here we go. January 31st, Trump halts travel to China. Okay? Trump halts travel to China. And this is, this is an important thing that I'm about to read you. I make a, I, have a, I, I have a little Facebook post regards to it. But it's not, it's not what Trump did. It's about this virus. Ready? So January 31st, I'm going to read this to you. It says, Michael Caldery, so I would like to discuss this new virus that, that the media has made into a new hysteria. I'll start with a question. Who is going to run out and get a new vaccine that is going to be rushed to market? Anyone? If so, I believe you're a moron. Who besides me could see through this? Remember, this is January 31st. About 200 people have died. All people who are mostly unhealthy old people, immunocompromised, and people like that. That's weaker than the regular ass flu. Secondly, this is like the 10th fucking bullshit virus that we were told to be scared of. Who remembers H1N1, Zika virus, bird flu, SARS, heterosexual AIDS, Ebola, and now this coronavirus? People, are you so foolish that you believe everything the media tells you? This is all bullshit. Secondly, to me, this is China's way of killing their own people. They can't have another Tiananmen Square. It's just amazing how they have massive protests followed by an outbreak. Don't rush to put this virus in your body. If you do, good luck. Right? So there's a lot, there's a lot right there. We'll kind of dissect it. But this is going to be, I want you to, I really want you to buckle yourself up because this is going to be a fun, hysterical, little, ridiculous ride. So I say all that. And I want to touch on this really fast. Anybody remember the protests like a year ago? Anybody? Or did they just you know leave everybody's brain? You had you had people in China holding up American flags, holding up American flags, and and all of a sudden it's gone. This virus caused it. This virus caused all their protesting, all of it to stop all over China. You notice that? You know what's very interesting about it? Do you, are you guys familiar with Tiananmen Square? Oh, it was just—it was a little protest that the Chinese people stirred up. I, bl- I believe it was in the '90s, and basically the Chinese military just rolled up and killed them all. I mean, it's, that's 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 the quick skinny of that story. Yeah, they just rolled up to kill them all. So in in, in 2020, the Chinese government can't do that. So what are they going to do? What are they going to do? They're going to they're going to put out some virus. Put everybody on lockdown. Boom. No more protests. No more. But it's funny how 
you know, that happens. But if you look through what I said, the people who are dying are unhealthy, old people, immunocompromised, and people like that. This is January 31st. Who's died now that we know this? And January 31st is what? This is a long time ago, right? This is like shit. Eight months. This is eight months ago. Okay? This is who I said this, this virus was killing. Unhealthy old people, immunocompromised, and people like that. Okay? Once again. Now we're September, what, what the hell is the day today? September 14th, midway through September. Who's dying from it? Who's dying from it? The very old people, right? Everybody I, I mentioned right there. Every single person I mentioned. It's hysterical. Unreal. January 31st, I was able to look at this around the world, read what was going on around the world, and figure it out. Right? But let's continue to keep going. February 7th, right? February 7th, I say, it's amazing how we hear nothing about the protests anymore. Nothing about the protests, but all Coronas. Just Coronas. So I love it. It's... The, the, the way the Chinese affected this entire world through this, and it wasn't just the Chinese. I think there was a lot of different people behind it. But the way they affected the entire world is, is very interesting. And, and they, they, pro- they solved a lot of problems. They killed a whole lot of protests in, in, their, in, their, in their country. They killed a lot of people in their country. And they were able to lock their whole entire country down. They caused disturbance throughout the entire world. They got people way more dependent on their medical supplies and all the stuff that they produce. They got, they got the whole world wearing masks, and guess who produces masks? It's just, I mean, think about what they did. Think about, I always say this to you guys, but COVID, the product, there's no bigger product on the planet that's going to sell more than COVID. I'm, it's the truth. I mean, it's the truth. But what are you going to do? So then we have February 4th, right? Impeachment was wrapping up. February 4th. They were still impeaching Donald Trump. February 4th. Okay, think about that. Because now, now what they're saying is Trump didn't act fast enough. So now, the, now what the, you're hearing you know, leading up to this election is he should have shut down the entire country January 1st or January 20th when the first case was up. When there was one case, when the whole world was going out, when... You know, Nancy Pelosi was going around to, you know, say Chinatown. You can still party in Chinatown. That came later. That, I think that came in March. It's not even on my first page, is it? No. Oh, no, there it is. February 24th. She's still suggesting Chinatown. Go out to Chinatown. Nancy Pelosi. Right? February 26th. The Dem debates were still going on. Right? So on my page, I'm, I'm just bullshitting about all these Democratic debates all through February, there wasn't much, you know, said about COVID. And now they're trying to blame the Trump administration for, you know, there wasn't much going on in COVID when no one knew anything about it. Supposedly, supposedly nobody knew anything about it. Somehow I did. But the Democratic debates were going on. And you know, it's hysterical. I don't remember hearing them talking about COVID at all. Do you? They're so hysterical now that, that Trump was downplaying it and lying to the American people and all this stuff that they didn't even bring it up. I don't think it was brought up in one of one debate. I tell you what was brought up, bigotry, racism, misogyny, and give me shit. That's what, that's what was brought up. 
But then we have March 2nd. March 2nd. And this is classic me. This is classic me. You ready? March 2nd. Classic Facebook me. I love this. I'm like so proud of this moment right now. And it starts with this. Okay, listen, motherfuckers. Enough with this bullshit virus. If you're scared of it, you're a fucking moron. Enough with the perpetual state of panic and outrage. I'm tired of hearing it. It's another BS virus, and if we're being honest, it was released by the Chinese government to kill their own people and stop a protest, period. It attacks old people and Asians, in particular. And it's only killing less than 2%. Knock it off. Knock off the fucking hysteria. That's so me, isn't it? And it's hysterical how you're going to hear, you're going to hear as I go, I read a couple of these things to you, and I'm going to go back and forth. And when we really start getting into the COVID stuff, you know, when we start coming up, all of my predictions start raining true. And I was on this so early, it's unbelievable. And I just want you, I want you to think to yourself as I'm reading this, what did Dr. Fauci what were his predictions and how accurate was he at predicting this? Did he do a good job? What about the CDC? Did they do a good job at accurately predicting this? You know, when Dr. Fauci was sitting there saying that this, it's not very transmissible from, you know, from person to person, where was that? Where, he, he was dead wrong. Wasn't he? Or no, you shouldn't. You, there's no reason to to wear a mask. It might stop, you know, a droplet or two, but it's 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 gonna co- create a false sense of security. Okay. What about that statement? You remember that? that what what do you say there? So how how correct are these people? How correct are they? As I go through this, I want you to think: How the hell did I get this shit right? How did I get this? How did a moron who I get called? Because it was funny when I was saying all this stuff on Facebook. I could read comment after comment after comment. How I'm a you know I'm a Mason and I don't know shit. And you know I'm getting people sending me memes saying you know all the prominent doctors around the world are saying this, but this guy on Facebook is saying this. Who should I believe? It's funny. Somehow they should have believed me. Isn't that weird? And isn't it scary at the exact same time? I mean, if I'm able to predict this better than the so-called experts, isn't that the scariest shit you've ever heard in your life? I am not a qualified doctor. At all. Okay? I might be a doctor of drinking beer. I could definitely get my doctorate in beer drinking. I could get my doctorate in, in, in you know, different marijuanas and stuff like that. I could get my doctorate in, if there's a doctorate to be had... In laying laying pavers and, and doing outdoor kitchens, and I definitely have my doctorate in that. If there was such a damn thing, but I'm not a doctor of this, so how was I right? So this is what I write on May, March 12th going into, or yeah, March 12th going into this. For the record, if I catch anything, your ass better stay the hell away from me because I'm not quarantining. Robitussin and, and, and Halls will cure this bullshit virus, trust me. Here's some observations about this virus. Number one, you people are insane. Number two, you people are really fucking insane. Number three, we're now shutting down professional games over a virus that well over 90% of people recover from. Well over 90% of people. So this is in March. 90% of people recover from, I was saying. 
60 million people were infected with H1N1. And it killed a lot of people. I don't remember this type of madness. I guarantee that many people caught this, then get over it months before the hysteria came out. So I've been saying this for a long time, that I caught, I caught this around January 20th when the first case was coming out. I definitely caught it. 100% I caught it. I didn't go to the doctor, but I had it. I pro- I've, on another podcast, I, you know, I, I, I explained and I, I, I said all my symptoms, but I had it. So it was already here. And then I said, six, do you, do you notice the damage this is doing to our economy on an election year? For two years, they predicted a recession. It didn't happen. So now we manufacture one. It's on every news channel, radio program, and social media. Yet, seven, we have touchscreens everywhere, but isolation is key. Yet people are flooding supermarkets, buying toilet paper, gathering in masses. Mass gatherings are becoming banned. However, anyone know what's next? I'll tell you. Restricted travel here in the United States. Do we have restricted travel? Hmm, yeah. Rights taken through fear and false emergency. Do we have rights taken through fear and false emergency? Absolutely. Still to this day. You've had a New Jersey gym owner we're going to speak about in a little bit. He He has his whole life taken from him, basically. He's fighting for it. He's fighting for America. Number nine. If we can collapse our lives for a virus that's no more lethal or infectious than a bad flu, then it shows how easily you people are fooled into panic. It shows how pathetically gullible and scared you are. And it really puts on full display just how manipulative the media can be. And 10, it says, final thought of this particular post I'm reading to you guys. This virus isn't killing everyone it comes across. It's about 97% non-lethal. I remember when, when AIDS came out killing everyone but Magic Johnson. I don't remember the panic. Even when everyone realized that if you don't get it, take it in the ass, you can't get it. Please, please stop this shit. If you get this, Robitussin. And it, and it, it will cure it. Hey, the reality is what I say there. I was wrong. It's not about 97% non-lethal. It, it, I was wrong there. It's about 99.99997% non-lethal. That's what we're getting to. But I was still incredibly accurate. And I don't remember panic with AIDS like this. AIDS, if you got AIDS, you died. There was a time that happened. You got AIDS, you died. Period. And nobody knew. Nobody knew it was from, and then we figured out what it was from. But, I mean, that was killing everyone it came across, and we didn't have this level of hysteria. It was, it was just, it, it was, it's very interesting to see this stuff. But then we have March 13th, right? In March 13th, we discovered when, when people started finally coming out of quarantine and they were discussing how they were getting treated for it, they told them that, when the ship, when the army ship came to pick up the first people that were stuck on that cruise ship, they said that the army treated them with Gatorade. Yes, Gatorade. That's what they treated them with, and they got over it, and it was it was all better. That's all. That's all they they had the virus, and they got treated with Gatorade, and that's what they said. 
So then we go on to March 13th. March 13th. I make some I make some bold predictions here. Let's see how And you know March 13th is the day before the 14 days to slow the spread, right? That was March 14th. So March 13th. This is what I say on Facebook. You tell me how right I am. You tell me how wrong I am. Prediction time for me. And if I'm wrong, I will stand by it. Prediction time for me, it says. I hope I'm wrong. Results of this bullshit are as follows. Number one, testing. This would only lead to an explosion of cases. My bet is thousands have already had this and recovered. I bet it's been all around America for months now without anybody overreacting. So when this mass testing takes place and thousands more cases pop up, mass panic will take place, which will result in entire cities, towns, and possibly this country will be paralyzed with fear, which will ultimately result in local travel restrictions, martial law in some areas, and that action will result in, in the following. Three. Possibly incredible amounts of suffering of small businesses everywhere. What happens if some of us are forced to stay home for weeks or even potentially months because people overreacted in this manner? My main concern is my next three customers telling me to stay home out of fear. Fear brought on by the media who's been actively trying to create a recession for two years now. Now, I'll comment on that. I had customers that, that told me they didn't want me to come. Luckily, this year, I had a lot of customers because I do great work, Calderies Masonry, I do great work, and, you know, I was able to supplement it. But I had customers telling me they didn't want me to do it, 100%, especially early on, right around this area, right around this time, I had customers tell me they, they wanted me to push it way back. And now, you know, a couple of them just don't want to, you know, don't want to do it this year at all. They want to do, do it next year. And that's what they, well, at least that's what they told me. But anyway, so, I mean, number three was pretty interesting. Number four. Our enemies are watching. This is a trial run. If a relatively non-fatal virus can cripple a country or a world, what's next? My prediction is a real threat, which light, which kills a lot of people, and boom, just like that, we're in a real crisis because of how we overreacted here. Number five, it says final prediction. In the end, this virus will kill less than 2% of all Americans it contacts with, on par with other viruses. In the end, it'll be way under 2%. I'll be gone as it'll be gone as quickly as it came in, only leaving behind a public who willingly ate itself, ate at itself, doing inc incredible damage both now and in the future. Call me crazy, that's fine, but some but shit does not up, add up here. Protests for months in China and boom, no more protests. America's liberal media and politicians grab onto it and immediately blame Trump, push a crazy narrative only to tell us how dangerous, and who gets it. Or how dangerous it is and who gets it. Never what those people are going through or the, real, or, or the real effects of this virus. Forcing shutdowns of schools and businesses over something created and released by evil people. If you don't think this was created, well maybe I'm crazy. But again, none of this adds up to me at all. The Clintons have still killed more Americans to this point than, the, than this virus. So, I mean, let's go through that really quickly, right? Testing. I was dead on on testing. It led to an explosion of cases, cases, 
And especially now, the more we test, the more we find, and all they do is pump you full of cases, 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 every single day, scare the shit out of you even more, and that's what that is. Number two, entire cities, towns, and, and the country will be paralyzed with fear. Boom, that's happening, right? At least there's pockets of this country that isn't crazy and isn't scared. But, I mean, basically, we're paralyzed with fear. Incredible amounts of suffering for, for, for small businesses everywhere. We're going to get to, uh, what was this, April something, when Quaker Steak and Lube closed down. When was that? I'll get to that. I have it written down. But, I mean, we're, we already have that. It's amazing, man. It said final prediction. In the end, the virus will kill less than 2% of Americans and, and really way less when everything's factored in. I think I, I nailed that pretty well. This is March 13th, guys. March 13th, I'm saying this. That was my prediction. Early, 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 early on. Who is, who, can, can you go back to March 14th for me and just Google what Fauci was saying at March, in, uh, around March 13th, March 12th, March 11th. Google what he was saying right around then and then sit there and tell me who the expert is. I'm being serious. I'm not saying I'm more of an expert than Fauci. I'm saying he's a moron. And we're listening to him, and he has no idea. He is a salesman for people that are sh trying to shove things down your throat. And the quicker you get that through your head, the better off you're going to be. The better off you're going to be he is a salesman. That's why his story keeps changing. He's not a real doctor. I mean, he might be a real doctor, but he doesn't treat anybody. All he does is, is sit around and think shit up. That's really all he does. And his brain's gone to, gone to the, the Biden path, man. It had it has to. It had he it has to, because I'm telling you, Google March 14th at what he's saying, and how the hell did I get it more right than him? It's unbelievable. But then we have March 14th. You ready? March 14th, on my Facebook page, Bricktown police officers were guarding toilet paper. Were guarding toilet paper at the Costco. Yes, you heard that correctly. Brick Township cops were guarding toilet paper at the Costco. This is how crazy it is. So it's hysterical because when you really sit back and think like that, right, that people overreacted. The media, the media drove people to overreact in such a way, okay? And this is hysterical. This is going to be a little sidebar here. But the media caused people to overreact in such a way that they were running out to buy toilet paper to hoard everything. People were hoarding things. You were, you were having people get pulled over or, or, or get caught with taking all the toilet papers and, and all the waters in places and selling them individually to try to, try to like, you know, corner the market. And, and, and you had the FBI raiding places. You had, people, you had people not giving a solitary fuck about anybody else around them for how long to where cops were guarding toilet paper i don't i still still to this day don't understand the toilet paper aspect of, of how, why toilet paper became became the thing that we had it we had a hoard but nobody else cared about anybody anybody else when it came to that chicken you couldn't get anything because everybody was just stocking up and hoarding it and nobody cared about anybody else 
We didn't care about the old people that couldn't that that couldn't do anything. We was just gimme, 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 gimme. And now everyone has to wear a mask to protect everyone else. It's it's the most hypocritical, asinine thinking you would ever hear in your life. I mean, ever, ever. But this is this is what we're going through. But brick cops, brick cops regarding. Regarding the 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 Costco, it's unbelievable. So let's get let's get moving. Now we're at March fourteenth, fourteen days to slow the spread. Okay, then we go to March fifteenth. I write this: Lakewood schools are open, brick schools are closed. So this is going to be a great case study. In theory, if all you alarmists are correct, Lakewood should explode with cases once. And, and their, their hospital should be completely overwhelmed. Let's see what happens and who has more cases. This is going to be interesting. Almost as interesting as kids' test scores after two weeks without teachers. That's what I write there. Right? So it is an interesting case study because if, if anybody is driven through Lakewood, they are wide open like this pandemic has never, ha- never happened. I was just driving behind a bus in Lakewood. Their, their kids were on the bus. And if you ever driven on a bus through Lakewood, New Jersey, or if you ever driven anywhere through Lakewood, New Jersey, one of the things that you notice about the kids on the bus are they're not one of them are sitting in their seats. Not one of them are sitting in their seats. They're hanging out the damn windows half the time. They're jumping around. The one girl was walking back and forth. I followed this one bus because, you know, the traffic's crazy there. So you're right behind them. They are literally up, jumping back and forth, hanging out. Not one of them wearing a mask on the bus. Not one. Okay? So, I put that all in context to tell you this. We're going to look at some of the numbers. Right? So, in Brick, or let's, let's put it this way. In Ocean County, we have 607,000 people. 607,000 people. Okay? We have 11,703 cases, 903 deaths, 812, 90% of those deaths are from nursing homes. Okay, you hear that? 607,000 people, 11,000 cases. That's it. So if you want to do the math on that really quick, we could do the math for you. So out of 607,000 people, 11 thousand people or 11,000 cases is 2% of our population. So 2% of our population got infected with this virus. Okay? You got me with that? And then out of the 11,000 cases that we had, we had 903 deaths, which is 0.15% of the population. Okay? And we had a horrific death rate in New Jersey of 7%. Okay, so we had a 7% death rate of the known cases. And I know our cases are, uh, I know our our overall New Jersey cases are up, but we had 7% of our known cases in Ocean County, sorry, were, were, that's a high death rate, but 812 of them were from nursing homes. They all had comorbidities, like 99% of our people had comorbidities in New Jersey, according to the things I'm reading. But let's take the case study of Brick, Lakewood, and Tom's River, right? So Brick, as you know, took a very strict stance on it. We shut down. 
I know we you know, we were dead shut down for for a while, and I loved it because you could drive on the roads and it was awesome, right? So we had Tom's River do the same thing, and we have we had Lakewood obviously has not done has not done the same thing their buses are are packed to the gills these kids you know there's there's no social distancing there's no guy there's no following any guidelines which i really don't care but i'm just saying all this for for perspective brick township has 78,000 people about lakewood has about 120,000 people right now it says 112 but that was last year's and they and they explode with people so i put them at 120 Tom Service got about ninety-eight to hundred thousand people, give or take, depending on what you what I read. So Brick out of seventy-eight thousand people, we had fourteen hundred and forty cases, one hundred and forty-eight deaths. Okay. Lakewood, hundred twenty thousand people, they had three thousand eighty-nine cases. Okay, hundred ninety-six deaths. So they had double our cases, which wasn't even you know much of their population. With very similar deaths. And then Tom's River, same thing. 98,000 people, 2,205 or 2,025 cases, 167 deaths. So the death rate's all in the same, all in the same area, right? So out of the 78,000 percent or 78,000 people in brick, it was a 1.9 percent of people had it. Out of the 120,000 people in Lakewood, 2.5 percent had it. And at Tom's River, it was 2 percent. So you had you have a very interesting case study of of this. Did the kids that are clearly clearly were going to school, clearly were still in daycare, they never really stopped. I saw pictures all over the place. Did those kids transmit it at a ridiculous rate to their parents? Doesn't seem like it. It doesn't seem like it. They don't have their deaths aren't incredibly higher. Their their cases aren't incredibly higher. We know this now. This is March fifteenth when I said this. This was March 15th, so I guess the, the alarmists were proven wrong, right? I mean, they had to have been, because all you have to do is go through, drive through Lakewood, especially during busing hours. Just drive, and tell me what you see, please. Report back to my Facebook page. I have two more days that I can't post anything on anything. I have two more days. Report back to my Facebook page what you see when you drive through Lakewood, New Jersey, especially when the kids are going to school. Just tell me. Just tell me. Tell me about the crowding you see. Tell me about the amount of people. Tell me about the kids on the bus. Tell me about how they jump how they're basically jumping out the windows. Please. So moving on. March 16th, because there's a lot in March. The CDC cancels social gatherings of 50 people or more for eight weeks. Eight weeks. Right? They say eight weeks. You can't do it. And now eight weeks has gone to how, oh, my oh my Lord, it's been six months. Hey, six months, yeah, that's right, six months. So then we have another one on March 16th. I compare, I compare us to Italy. I'm not going to bore you with that one. But basically, you know, what I did was I just look at how Italy responded and how they didn't flatten the curve and everyone said they handled it horribly and when all, in all reality New Jersey and New York is the is the king king of horrible you know horrible handling of this thing but whatever then we have March 18th March 18th was a fun day because because Chinese officially came a race it wasn't just you know it wasn't just uh it wasn't just Asians anymore you know they blamed Trump back in January but apparently I was reading I was reading 
art articles on the Chinese race and how Trump was a Trump was incredibly racist because he was, you know, calling it the Chinese virus at this point. So Chinese became a race according to the according to the uh, the, the the press corps. It was it was awesome. It was awesome. Then March nineteenth, you know, we had the uh, the lockdown on the fourteenth. So March nineteenth, it was funny because I was working on a job and I just seen. I seen these people who I did, you know, who clearly have not taken walks like ever in their lives. I mean, the dog was not were not walking type dogs, and because of this quarantine, people were walking their dogs to death, to death. And I saw, I saw just, you know, this one dog looked at me, and I, I swear to you, he looked at me. He's like, man, this is like my fourth walk today. This son of a bitch hasn't walked me in seven years. Seven years. So dogs were quitting. March 19th, dogs were done. They were done with their walks. They were One guy was dragging his dog down the street. I'm telling you, they were done. But anyway, March, March 19th, I discovered patents on the vaccine. Isn't that interesting? And everyone said I was crazy back then. Now, March 19th, I was telling you guys about how there was patents, already U.S., British patents, on this particular vaccine. So when I originally thought the vaccine was going to be rushed out, I was wrong because they've been doing trials on these things for a long time. Okay, a long time because they knew this was coming. I got news for you. They knew it was coming. And they've done a great job marketing it to you, I'll tell you that much. But then we have uh, March 20th. I go through, I go through uh, the numbers again. And now Americans are dying under 1%. And blah, blah, blah. But the interesting part from, from this one was where I start speaking about a malaria drug from 1955. What is that magic malaria drug? It was, oh, oh, that's right. It's called hydroxychloroquine. This is March 20th. March 20th, I start, I start reading about a malaria drug that, that different doctors from around the world are using to treat this. Okay? That are, they're having a lot of success with. And it was right there. A malaria drug. And then I said, like I said, numbers are skyrocketing, but unbelievably deaths aren't skyrocketing. About on par with the with the upcoming flu and everything, but I'm just a dumbass Mason. Exactly. I'm just a dumbass Mason. And I actually got a little ahead of myself. I skipped one. I want to go back. I want to go back to March seventh. And this is something that's that's very interesting to you guys, right? So March seventh I posted about how a Chinese billionaire was sending test kits. This guy, Jack Ma. Right? So Jack Ma has sent test kits to, at the time, he sent them to Italy, Spain, Iraq, Iran. I'm sorry, I don't think Iraq. Iran and America. Okay? He already sent these out to the other countries before this and every time his test kits got there the numbers exploded exploded in those countries so then america receives these test kits right about march 14th okay he sends them out and if you noticed right after march 14th about two three weeks after that when his tests really started getting out there to the public Late March, that's when we started getting crushed with COVID cases. They started pushing everybody to tests. Their first original tests 
were given to this Chinese by this Chinese billionaire, and it came out early. It came out early that those test kits were tainted coming from China. Okay, I was hearing about that early March, that that this they were they were coming back tested. They they were tainted. They were uh, being tested in Italy is being tainted and Spain is being tainted, and then, boom, later on the CDC comes out and says that, oh, they're. Their test, the original test that came out, they were tainted with coronavirus. They were tainted with coronavirus, but they said that it was their mishandling and packaging that caused it to be tainted. So they tainted coronavirus on the original test kits and then blamed it on themselves when in all reality it was coming out that the, that, that, that the Chinese, you know, the Chinese were sending these tainted, these tainted ass test kits. That was beginning of March. All right. Then all of a sudden, March 21st, you had, or March 14th, about, no, sorry. It was like March 20th. It was right after that. New Jersey went on full lockdown. Okay. Full, complete lockdown, New Jersey went on. But March 21st was a good day for me because construction was deemed essential. I was working anyway. But construction was deemed essential, which was nice, which was a very nice day. Then you had March 22nd. I sat back and I wondered about, about cash being taken from us, whether or not we were ever going to be, using, be able to use cash again. Now, that's a conversation for a different day. I'm not going to get too crazy into it. But March 22nd, again, elbow bumps are suggested instead of shaking hands. It's hysterical. I love the elbow bumps because they've been telling you for years to sneeze into your elbow, but now you bump elbows. Right? It's, it's just all, it's all hysterical. Then March 23rd, you have Governor Murphy. He, he issues an executive order, and then he threatens that he will, he will put people in jail and give you a $1,000 fine if you don't obey his rules. That was, that was early, man. He became a tyrant very, 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 very quickly. March 24th, on my Facebook page, I speak about a guy getting harassed while fishing. And then March 24th, you have Cuomo screaming for ventilators, screaming, I need, I, I, I need 30,000. Remember this? I need 30,000. What am I going to do with 1,000? What am I going to do? I need 30 of them. Remember that? Cuomo screaming for ventilators, and you got to love them. And then March 27th, this is a little gem from Cuomo. You ready? I'm, I'm going to play it for you because he is arguably the biggest piece of shit he started off looking decent on this, okay? He started off looking decent on it. And then he, this is right about the time where he started, like, going full, like, crazy. It's right about here. But March 27th, Cuomo, and I'm going to play a clip from, from him in a second, but Cuomo sits back and says, he's not sure if keeping everybody at home was the best decision because they're realizing that people, people got it while at home. Huh. You don't say. You don't say. And right around this time, I was screaming about people catching things at home because that's where viruses like to live. They were, Remember back in the day, they were talking about you can't touch the surface or it can live on plastic or live in you. And you had people lysoling down their damn food. They, yeah, let's spray chemicals on our food. That made a hell of a lot of sense. You got to love it. You got to love it. Then you go March 27th was a busy day for Cuomo because... After him screaming for ventilators, guess what? Thousands and thousands of vents were found in warehouses. 
And it's funny. I have a little side side sidebar on this. I have uh, I have friends, and I have friends that work in different places. And I had secret information, knowing that there were people going around finding stockpiles of PPE and ventilators and all types of emergency equipment. And the people that had it stockpiled were claiming that they didn't have anything at all until. Until people started breaking into, or not not breaking into, but demanding, until the government started demanding going into certain warehouses and seeing that they had all this stuff, and that's how corrupt it it really was. So, um, that's a true story. It was really disgusting. Then you have March twenty eighth, Ocean County Sheriff closes fishing in Tom's River. Yep, kicking people out, put caution tape all over all over the place. It was it, it, it was hysterical. It was very funny. March 28th, I also went for a, or for, for a search for COVID. I was drunk. It was raining at night, and I went to find them because it was at night. So remember, you, you couldn't leave after 8 o'clock at night. So I went, after, I went outside after 8 o'clock at night just to see, you know, what COVID was doing because apparently he attacked at, at nighttime, and you had to be inside at night. It was very bad. It was very bad. And then all of a sudden, March 31st, Something became funny. I, I was tracking the flu numbers in New York State. And all of a sudden, the flu numbers just started disappearing. It went from 8,000 to 4,000 to 2,000 to 1,000 to under 1,000. And then all of a sudden, they stopped reporting. And I haven't seen a report up since. Very funny. But the flu numbers started disappearing around March 31st. And the COVID numbers started going crazy. Started going crazy. And then April 1st, I confirmed that crazy 1955 malaria drug that we were talking. This is April 1st. I came out and said, you guys better ask for hydroxychloroquine, z and zinc. Seems to be the magic elixir on this thing. And since then, there has been a lot of people that have been saved on that very elixir. A lot of people. That was, like I said, April 1st. April 1st, I was calling for that. That's right around the same time. Uh, actually, I think, I think Trump did a little bit after me. But that's what we were hearing. That's what we were hearing. Then April 4th, face masks became, face masks became publicly recommended. April 4th, guys. So think about this. April 4th, we have been wearing face masks for how long? It's unreal to think about. It really is un- unbelievable to think about. April 6th, the CDC lists COVID. Or the CDC says you list COVID as the death even if you're assuming. Even if you're assuming. The CDC said list COVID as the death. It's hysterical. April 6th, 6th I suggest not to go to testing sites at all. I said, if you go get if you go get tested for COVID, you're a moron because that's where you're getting it. April 6th, the CDC also had an incredibly wrong prediction of hospitalization. They were 400% too high in overall hospitalizations of what they predicted. Remember, we were going to overwhelm the hospitals. Therefore, we had to send we had to you know send FEMA everywhere and create the Javits Center and create all this and ships were flying hospital ships. We're flying into New York or, or really sailing into New York, right? Remember all this? We didn't use a single one of them. 
because of these people, because of the CDC, because of their recommendations. Wrong prediction after wrong prediction after wrong prediction. Who hasn't had wrong predictions yet? Me. It's unbelievable. Isn't it? April 15th, they start pushing this, this practice social distance, distancing shit. Practice social distancing. You have to practice it, okay, because practice makes perfect, and perfect practice makes even more perfect, right? You have to practice it, and you have to practice social distancing. So they want you to just be social on their, uh, on their ways and their platforms, which means social media. Which can't be, you know, there's, there's, can't be anything wrong with social media, right? Nothing. Nothing. It's hysterical because social media feeds you whatever bullshit you want to see. So if, if, if you only want to see non-mask wearing stuff, that's what they're going to feed you. If you want to see mask wearing stuff, they're going to feed you that. You have to actually look for the different side, the different perspective. You actually have to do some work. You have to look for it. But April 16th, this was a fun this was a fun day because this is when Murphy went on Tucker Carlson and declared that the Bill of Rights was above his pay grade. The Bill of Rights was above his pay grade. Unbelievable. And he made true to that claim because April 19th, April 19th, he had the organizer of Tom's River protest arrested. So remember this? She was protesting the lockdown on April 19th. About what a month, a month before, not even a month before George Floyd was killed, and she was arrested and charged as a criminal April nineteenth. I, I still haven't heard a follow up to that. I've been kind of looking for it, and I haven't heard a follow up to it. April nineteenth is also the day I discovered the two thousand five study on hydroxychloroquine and COVID one. I high, highly suggest you look that study up. Okay, they called hydroxychloroquine a cure for COVID-1, which is 78% of COVID-2. Okay? 21st, that's what it was. April 21st, the CDC admits their tests were tainted. You got to love it. And then April 22nd, this is when Cuomo went full, full, Retard. I mean, he goes, he goes full. You ready? You ready for this one? You ready for this Cuomo jam? Is there? Yeah, you want to go? By the way, you want to go to work? Go take the job as an essential worker. Do it tomorrow. Right? You're working. I am. You're an essential worker. So go take a job as an essential but, worker. But, but the people aren't hiring because of the. No, pandemic. there are people hiring. You can get a job as an essential worker. So now you can go to work and you can be an essential worker and you're not going to kill anyone. <laughs> and you're not going to kill anybody. You're not going to kill anybody. What's my death count? What's my death count up to? I haven't wore any masks. I haven't wore, I haven't done anything. What's my death count up to? I'm just wondering. How many? How many are there? You know, it's hysterical. I had dinner with a COVID positive dude. Literally, when he was showing symptoms. When he was showing symptoms. It was me, another dude, this is months ago. My family... Another guy, and then right after he left, these two old people that we know came and sat right where he was sitting. Not one of us got it, not one of us died. It was amazing. It was amazing. We didn't kill nobody. I don't know if you can hear. We didn't kill nobody. It is amazing. I mean, what a piece of shit Cuomo is. It's unbelievable. 
Oh, I mean, he, he is giving Murphy a really, a really close run. Really, really, really close run. All right. Then you have a bunch of stuff that happened. Like the Dr. Erickson comes out against the lockdown and gets excoriated for it. 28th, Biden calls for economic intercourse. I don't know where that fit into this whole COVID discussion, but it was hysterical because he called for economic intercourse with different countries. I love it. I absolutely love it. April 30th, uh, one of my favorite restaurants, Quaker Steak and Lube closed. April 30th. And then we have Murphy. Here's an awesome message from your Governor Murphy. This is on May 2nd. You ready? Many of you have come my way. Your interventions to me did not matter one little bit. So with all due respect to all the pressure that's been out there, uh, we couldn't, frankly, care. Many of you have... (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. You hear that? He does not care about your concerns. None of them. None of them. He He doesn't concern himself with a one. He doesn't care about any of your stuff. I love it. And then May and then May 4th you have the LA mayor, right? All these guys that are that are drunk on power, Murphy and LA and, and Cuomo and the LA mayor threatens to cut the power and water for businesses that defy the lockdown order. How dare you try to live and he made good on his promise. He shut some people down. It's hysterical, isn't it? It's unbelievable. May 6th yeah, the sexy Dallas salon owner defies Texas and opens her, opens her place back up in defiance. Then you also had May 6th was the epic day. The very first Calderies Unleashed podcast was, was put together. Back then it wasn't Calderies Unleashed. It was um, the hard truth, but there was already too many hard truths out there. Then we had May 18th, or May 18th, yeah. Attilish Gym. They opened back up. And... May 18th was also a very interesting day because Murphy released his reopening plan that I posted about and I spoke about on my on my one of my podcasts. But his reopening plan was was May 18th, and uh, man, he didn't stick to that plan at all. It was it was awesome. Then May 29th, it's funny because COVID disappeared, and COVID was gone. It was very interesting because once. You know, they weren't allowed, we weren't allowed to even leave their house. We weren't allowed to do anything. And then all of a sudden, COVID disappeared and mass protesting and mass rioting. And the, the, the only human being on the planet that was allowed to have a funeral was George Floyd. And the protests and everything like that, none of that was blamed for spreading anything. You know, COVID, did, COVID apparently was not in the protests at all. But what are we seeing now, right? Because you fast forward to, you know, past the Lakeside Diner opening and, you know, months later after COVID came back and all the protests happened and, you know, it was June 19th when, when, when COVID finally came back into style and you started seeing the ticker, you know, coming back up on the, on the, 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 all the news stations, you know, the George Floyd wore out and then they had the Wendy shooting right after it. And that kind of wore out really quick, you know, past, Murphy saying compliance isn't suggestion, and then he got caught breaking compliance. It was it was great. Past all that, now you have you have COVID only being able to be spread at Republican things. Have you noticed that? 
It doesn't spread during riots. It doesn't spread during any protest. It doesn't spread when people are walking arm in arm over to Brooklyn Bridge. Didn't spread then. Didn't spread when Portland occupied a whole zone in Chaz. And they didn't have any social distancing in Chaz. The only distancing they had was their helmets. Right? I mean, they wore face masks, but they weren't they weren't like real face masks. They weren't surgical masks. Right? Did that blow up the COVID the COVID rolls? No. Matter of fact, you didn't even hear anything about them being super spreaders, did you? Nothing. But you know what is a super spreader in today's world now? The Sturgis rally. Did you hear about that one? They're trying to say that 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 was a super spreader. Oh, you know what else was? Trump's latest campaign result was a super spreader. Awesome, isn't it? Not the riots, but any GOP event. Not any not any Black Lives Matter protests, but any GOP event. Right? You get how this is all working now, guys? I just took you through that entire timeline. Right? I'm not sure how that played out on 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 radio. I got to listen to it back and everything like that, but I did just play you out the entire timeline of events, the sequence of events that's going on. From Trump ban- banning travel from China, you know, to all the stuff that was on my Facebook page. And I really have to sit back and ask you, if I was a doctor on TV, and I was a doctor early on, even if I'm not a doctor, right, but if I just wore a coat and I sat there and I made my predictions, and then you listen to other people, which doctor would you think was actually correct? You would think it was me. You have to. There's no other way to there's no other way around it. You would have to think it was me. Because I just took you through that. And like I said back then, I was the only one that was correct about almost freaking everything. I don't know and now you don't even the numbers they're giving us are so skewed and ridiculous. You don't even know what, how to make heads or tails out of any of it. Fortunately for you, you have me. Because I do. I've been predicting it right since freaking January. Since January. But give me a break. I hope we do this, guys. Six months of this now. Six months of this. At what point are you guys going to reach fuck it? Honestly, when is it going to happen? Please tell me. Please, for the love of God, tell me when you guys are going to reach the, the, the point where you just say enough's enough. I mean, I, was, I, I never accepted it. Never accepted it. You know why? Because I was on top of it early. And the people, it's hysterical because the people that are telling me that I'm wrong or aren't the ones that were doing research on this thing in December when I when it was over in, in, in China. I was. I'm the one that's been accurately predicting this thing. And I'm being told I'm wrong. I'm the jerk off for not wearing a mask. I'm the jerk off for, you know, saying this is a bullshit virus. It is. Come to grips with it. Pandemic over. It's over. Period. End of story. And end end of the entire situation. On to our our next awesome sponsor. Welcome to Wuhan. We will give you 
all around price paid for Wuhan. You come here, we give you everything, all the amenities, we give you free cruise, you get shopping all by yourself, you get to eat all by yourself, everything all by yourself, nobody around. The Wuhan, come to Wuhan, very, very cheap, very, very happy. Everybody like Wuhan, come to Wuhan. Final thoughts, final thoughts. And they're gonna revolve around me, honestly. They're going to revolve around Cal Shradamus, this, you know, this guy that is somehow was able to predict the future, you know, back in, in January. And I don't know, I don't know how I was able to do that. How was I able to do that when all of the leading scientists in the country were not? Can somebody explain that to me? You know, it's funny when I sit back and I look at, I look back at some of the, some of the predictions that I make on Facebook and. You know, some have not come true and some have. It just happens that this COVID thing I've been dead on with. You know, I, I was dead on with it. So, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a very interesting proposition when somebody like me could look at numbers and, and analyze data without having, without having, I didn't have any agenda. I, I, all I was trying to do was figure out this virus. I wanted to see how nasty it was. I wanted to see how nasty it was coming from China, going to Italy, going to Spain. Right? I was on top of all of it before it even got here. Before it even got here. And it just it's just interesting to where if I was interviewed on these news channels and I made and like I said before, and I made predictions next to these experts, who what expert would you trust the most? If you really thought I was a doctor and I was an expert and, and all I had to say was Mike Caldery's MD next to my name and I had to wear a fancy little lab coat. And if I got on TV and I spouted the exact same crap that I said and I was, the, I was there with somebody's main guy, I'd be vindicated. I'd be like, hey, I'm, I was right. Who was wrong? So if you don't sit back and you don't find it alarming that I'm able to do this, yet... Some, a world-renowned virologist with the CDC goes waffles back and forth, back and forth. It can't be transmitted in humans, and it is transmitted in humans. And they were still back in China on a lot of things that they were saying, even though like contradictory evidence was coming out of China. They were scrubbing it as fast as possible. But I was reading things that were coming out in China. Doctors coming out saying, listen, this thing's, this thing's getting out and it's definitely transmission through humans before they were even saying it was. You know, people don't want to realize it, but it was out for a long time. So, I don't know. My solution to this COVID thing, you guys know, we all need to get out with our lives. That's number one. The number two thing is this. We need to stop. Please. We need to stop with the race stuff. Okay? I, I'm, I'm sick and tired of hearing black and white, and I'm sick and tired of all of it. All right, I say it nonstop. Fuck your race. It means nothing. I'll continue to say it. It's going to be one of my catchphrases. Fuck your race. It means nothing. It means nothing. The cops are humans. You're humans. I'm sick and tired. I'm, I'm sick and tired of the, the criminal being the one that's that's revered and looked looked up looked up on it's not making any sense in 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 
in a normal functioning society. Okay, the criminal is not the hero. How are we making him out to be? And how are, how are some people buying into this? All right, my final thoughts usually revolve around some solutions. But I'm going to be honest with you, I have no idea. I have no idea how to solve this problem, what the solutions are to this problem. No clue. None. You know, it's, um, it's, it's, a, it's a big conglomerate at work here. And, you know, the only thing I could think of that, 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 you, do, that you do solve problems with is you got to get 5 to 6 to 10% of the population to, to be active in stopping it. And if we could get, you know, 10% of the population to be active in stopping this stuff, the, tier, the, the, the tyrannical lunatic stuff, and be vocal about it, and, you know, get the attention that these other maniacs are getting, that's how it stopped. We have to, we have to get loud in our own right. We have to protest in our own right, and we have to do it correctly. But we have, we have to, we have to let, let our voice be heard. And that's the only that's the only way you stop it is through numbers. People have to get together. We have to get together. But let me tell you something, guys. You know, as far as everything else, all I can tell you is I won't be participating in it. You know, it, it, all the, all the bullshit. Honestly, I I am not participating in any business that wants to, that wants to ask me to wear a mask anymore either. I'm not doing that. And and there's a reason behind it. It's now six months. Okay, it's six months. This is over. This is done. Okay, I would I should have had hundreds of people that I infected that are down my line that died for me. Okay, I've done work in old age in retirement communities, a bunch of them. Not one person's attributed to me. Not one. All right. So if you're complicit in this in this guy, I, I will I will not patronize your store. I, I'm not I'm not doing any of it. All right, and, and and sorry, but that's that's just the way it is. You're all you're all complicit in it, right? So it, it has to come to that point. It has to, because when enough people start feeling the pain and feeling, I mean, and restaurants are feeling the pain enough as it is. But you know, we have to get to a, a point where people are starting to, you know, are going to break against against government, and against the the tyranny that we have coming at us right now from government. But what are you going to do? Listen. We have, well, I'll tell you what you do. Push my show. Hey, push it. Hopefully uh, hopefully you enjoyed the 40th episode. Uh, I got to start getting in here and doing these earlier, man. It's like 12 o'clock at night when I get finished up with these things, and I'm honestly exhausted. I don't even know uh, how I'm talking right now, but I still am because it's, you know, it's something that I do. It's what I do. But honestly, if you, if, if you, uh, if you love the show, push the show. I'm going uh, to be getting set up on a lot of different things coming up. The one thing I need to do before I do anything is I need to come up with a Calderice Unleashed logo. And I got like, uh, I, I never, I could never stop talking, right? But I definitely have a, like a drawer's block when it comes to drawing a Calderice Unleashed logo. So I haven't come up with anything. If anybody has any ideas out there for any, any type of Unleashed logos or anything like that, Calderice Unleashed, let me know. But that's the first thing I, I need. And then I have a whole bunch of things planned as far as, uh, you know, fuck your race t-shirts and um, a whole bunch of different t-shirts and uh, maybe some, uh, you know, little, maybe some some donations, some special guest stuff, some, what's it called, Patreon stuff. 
Uh, but we have a lot of things in the works now that I actually have an official setup and it's good and I have mics and I can do a lot of things with it. So I do hope you enjoyed the 38th edition of Calvary Unleashed. And do me a favor, share this with your friends, share this with your buddies, tell everybody about it. If we can, I would love, I would love, I'm very close. I'd love to get my listeners over 100. If you could guys, if you'd help me get over 100, that would be great. And uh, it really starts with, with you guys telling one person at a time. So tell one person at a time and hopefully they tell another person and hopefully they like my show enough to, you know, to want to listen to it. But let's do this. Let's get us a platform. And honestly, let's help me make some money by sitting on my ass and talking. That's really, <laughs> that's really the biggest thing that I could say right now. No, honestly, um, that would be great, like I say all the time. But let's get us a platform so we do have so we do have something to where, you know, we have a, a way that we could fight back. And, and we need it. We need a way that we, where we could fight back against the tyranny and, and the garbage. And this is the way we do it in 2020. This is the way it's got to be done. And it's got to be done by voice. It's got to be done by waking people up. It's got to be done one person at a time. And I hope you're, I hope you're with me. Let's wake up as many people as we possibly can. Um, and I, and as I, I'm starting to develop a couple ending phrases, and I always want you to keep your heads up and drive, please, for the love of God. I see too many people. And if you have kids and you see them on their bikes, you know, tell them to get off their damn phones and pick their heads up and ride their bikes and stop getting in the habit of staring at their phone and, and driving, for Christ's sake. Second thing, become unleashed, baby. Become unleashed. And as always, go fuck yourself. This next segment is going to be brought to you by the Joe Biden campaign. That's right, Joe Biden approves this message for president. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. Joe Biden approves this message. Come on.